Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Stoic Moment podcast. This episode comes out during Men's Mental Health Awareness Week, um, and I would just like to say a big hello to everyone from that portion of our audience. Uh, this episode is about the Stoic concept of sympathia, which is essentially about the concept of an interconnectedness between everyone, everywhere. I think one of the big stigmas around around mental health and men's mental health in particular is the uh, reluctance to share and uh, a feeling that you are alone with your troubles. And I really hope this episode at least goes some way in letting you know that that's not the case and that there's people everywhere that's willing to help. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. In Buddhism, there is a form of meditation known as the Metabhavna. Its name and purpose can be translated as the cultivation of loving-kindness. It's a stepped process of meditation which prompts the individual to focus and meditate on a particular choice of person, in sequential order generally consisting of five phases. The meditator firstly begins with themselves. They meditate on looking upon themselves with kindness, patience and with self-care. There is an optional mantra they can repeat to themselves as encouragement and focus. May I be well, may I be happy, may I be free from suffering, may I progress. Self-compassion is often a truly challenging task for many of us and to speak these words can be more difficult than first imagined. We're often our own worst critics. We often find it easier praising others and damning ourselves. Therefore, to begin with this phase is crucial in progressing to the others. The idea that self-love empowers a person to be able to offer love outwards, or to put it another way, you cannot give from an empty cup. There is a Buddhist quote that says, you, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserves your love and, and affection. The second phase of meditation encourages the individual to consider and meditate on someone they feel positively towards, someone they care about and possibly love. To say the same words to this person generally feels a lot easier. May you be well, may you be happy, may you be free from suffering, may you progress. The third is someone that the individual feels a sense of indifference towards, neither overly positive or negative in terms of attachment or emotion. The man at the local post office, the lady who always says hello when your routines briefly coincide on the morning commute, the person who serves you coffee each time you visit your favourite place, the neighbour that walks past your window every evening as they go for their usual walk. The same is true for this person. The individual is encouraged to meditate on them, cultivating an attitude of kindness. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering. May you progress. Fourthly, the individual is asked to think of a person they feel negatively towards. Someone that's upset them, caused them harm, made their life difficult, said something painful, did something hurtful. To wish this person well, to cultivate an attitude of kindness toward them and to wish them happiness and freedom from suffering. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering. May you progress. This takes will and an understanding of the bigger picture. Anger and grudges are poison only to the bearer. And as Marcus Aurelius wrote to himself in Meditations, it's a special characteristic of human beings to love even those who stumble. And that feeling arises as soon as you remember that these are your brothers and they do wrong out of ignorance and against their will. And as soon as you remember that life is short and soon both you and the wrongdoer will be dead. And as soon as you remember, above all, that he has not caused you harm, 
for his wrong actions have not caused your ruling centre to become worse than it was before. The final phase of the Metabhavna is for the individual to meditate on the world as a whole, to consider the lives of those around them, those they know personally and in whose lives they're involved, to consider the lives of those they've known in the past, to consider those they will never meet, whose paths they will never cross but are living their own lives in their own microcosm of the world, to expand outwards, further and further, from town to city to nation to continent to globe, to cultivate an attitude of loving-kindness for everyone, everywhere. Although in some ways geographically and culturally different to Buddhist philosophy, Stoicism shares a very similar perspective on this interconnectedness of humankind. The absolute value of looking after one another. The idea that we are interwoven and have an affinity as humans to work for the benefit of each other. Aurelius wrote, The universe made rational creatures for the sake of each other, with an eye toward mutual benefit based on true value, and never for harm. Nature sees all of humanity as a whole, and benefiting one will help all, and the same is true in reverse. Again, as Aurelius put it, that which is not good for the beehive cannot be good for the bees. And this is vitally important consideration in these modern times, where individuals feel lonelier, more anxious, more ground down and more isolated than ever before. Remember, we each have a role to play, and we can each make a difference. We can be there for each other, and we can see past political boundaries and imaginary barriers which are outdated and destructive. We can offer help, and we can ask for help. Written nearly 2,000 years ago by Marcus Aurelius, quietly to himself, you can't help but notice the contemporary relevance when he says to himself, Don't be ashamed to need help. Like a soldier storming a wall, you have a mission to accomplish. And if you've been wounded and you need a comrade to pull you up, so what? That's from Meditations, Book 7, Part 7. Sympathia does not state that we're all the same, or that we should be. Instead, it embraces the variety of our, of our living world, each part an individual contributing to the greater whole. So, ask yourself, what am I contributing to the greater whole, and to those around me? What is my part to play in making this a world I would like to live in? Like that final phase of the Metabhavna, consider everyone spanning outwards, all connected, all alive, at the same time, now. And that's it for another episode of the Stoic Moment Podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Just to say, in the short time that this podcast has been in existence, we've already managed to uh, find a fantastic audience uh, globally, including Brazil, Canada, the United States, uh, Ireland, Switzerland, Poland, Denmark, Germany, uh, and 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 more. I'm just uh, have to tell you that I'm just blown away and really, really grateful for everyone of you for uh, tuning in and uh, for all the kind feedback we've been getting so far. If you would like to find out more, then please just Google Stoic Moment Podcast or find us on any of the usual social media platforms, and there we will be. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.